and welcome back to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and with you. You can find new episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and stop by Twitter to say hi at WIFGirlsPod. I am Abigail. I am joined by Jillian, who is confirming for me via nod that that is correct. I have the right co-host. Yes. And uh, welcome back, everybody. I like I like the official wrestling is for girls siren that you do sometimes. It's that sound, and I really sincerely like it. Okay, I'm glad you don't hate it. I feel like it, no. I can't help it. It's delightful. It's the socially awkward part of me that needs to fill the empty space. So. <laughs> So we have a lot to talk about this week. True. Um, It's going to be, it has been, and it will be a big week in wrestling. So I think uh, we're just going to jump into SmackDown, which uh, kicked off with some brawling brutes. It did. And I was surprised. Well, I really liked all of the chit-chatting that was happening. But when Seamus said that he and Drew have had a 20-year feud. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, I, I mean, I guess it's been, has it been that long? I had no idea either. I was like, wow, hate really turned to love for you guys during those two decades. I know. Now they're like besties. I know. They're feeling broody together. <laughs> they are. I wrote a note. I said, are they feeling broody or are they feeling broody? Mmm. Mmm. Who wants kids? Um, so, of course, the absolute highlight of this whole moment for me was Sammy Zayn. Well, that's fair. Sammy is a highlight. And saying Usi in the sky with diamonds. I mean, I feel like Usi in the sky with diamonds has played an outside role in my psyche. It's amazing. Ever since this happened. Yeah. I love it so much. I think... Did I see it somewhere? I can't remember. I thought I saw that reference somewhere. I guess it probably showed up on a sign on Raw, maybe. It was something like that. But that I, was magical. I think he also posted some Uzi in the Sky with Diamonds fan art on his Instagram, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> he did. It was pretty delightful. It was so good. Sammy gives uh, good meme. He really does. He does. It was so clever. But he, um, he guaranteed... A bloodline yeah. win at Survivor Series, which I feel like is a dumb move. Yeah, you never, you always want to underpromise and overdeliver, not yes. the other way around, buddy. Yes. It's like every medical drama ever where there's like a doctor and they're like, I promise I'll save your son. And then the <laughs> other doctor is like, what are you doing? You never make those promises. Now I have to actually save his son. You know? How will you look his father in the eye as his son lies dying? <laughs> We're about to find out how Sammy will look Jay in the eye, I guess, as he lies dying. Jay was displeased. Because Jay understands it's always better to over deliver after you've under promised. It's true. But didn't um, didn't Jimmy end up like backing... Like, I feel like they ended up, like, gaslighting. Who are they gaslighting in it? I feel like in that moment when they were all backstage, they were totally gaslighting someone. Like, you're overreacting, man. Calm down. Like, maybe it was Sammy. Well, I feel like I feel like this is a thing Jimmy does where he comes in a lot and is like, okay, 
I'm going to do that frustrating teacher thing where it doesn't matter who was right or wrong because both of you were acting out. Ugh. So, like, everybody's in trouble and everybody needs to shut up and stop complaining, even though one of you is clearly not doing anything wrong and the other one is being a douche. Although this was a less clear-cut situation. That's... I don't... So, of course, there's going to be implications from that, right? I mean... If he's wrong and they lose at Survivor Series, then, like, I'm guessing that leads to Sammy getting booted from the bloodline. Right. And therefore, he and KO can go off into the sunset and have their feud. Rekindle their 20-year brohood. Which I would be fine with because I love mm-hmm. when they wrestle each other. Me too. If they win, I don't know. Where does that go from here? I mean, this feels like it's going to end soon, right? Yeah, I feel like we... Like, the bloodline is at the top of the mountain, right? You can't stay at the top of the mountain forever. No. We've got to have some friction and some movement. Well, and of course, it's. I feel like it's going to start being dismantled, I guess, from various, mm-hmm. like, factions coming in or... I mean, well, KO is gunning for Roman Reigns at the moment. Right. And I think one thing they've done really well is sort of destabilize a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Sammy is a wild card whose position always feels very tenuous, even though he's so loyal and devoted. Jay is super angry all the time and his loyalty to Roman is really questionable. You know, and I feel like Jimmy's just happy to be here, but that's a terrible place to be in. You know, he probably feels like he's toeing the line and everyone else is just acting like a lunatic and they've got this really bad boss who's also their cousin, you know? Yeah. I feel like Roman Reigns hardly wrestles. I mean, I, I think that's that's what you do when you're like, you're a longtime champ, right? Like you have fewer matches and you do a lot of like talking about how great you are, but not like necessarily demonstrating how great you are. Which I feel like kind of undermines the whole like 700,000 days as champion. It's like, I guess it's easy to be champion for 700,000 days when you wrestle 100,000 of those 700,000 days. Well, it's a, it's a real double bind, right? Because on those 100,000 days, um, you know, he was the best. And of course, we know that he was the best with an asterisk, right? Mm-hmm. He was the best because he has a dedicated team of henchmen right. who, like, keep him there. But it's also, like, it's a heel, it's a heel proposition, right? Like, I'm the best. I'm amazing. I don't have to show you. I don't want to show you. If I was a face, I'd want to show you. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> credit where credit is due. Ah, that's how we do things here. So do you have anything else about this uh, tangled situation leading up I don't to the know. Survivor Series? I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I, I think... I think the only reason I have any idea about like the KO Sammy thing is you... I think you had mentioned that you had read somewhere that they were trying to yeah. set up like... Yeah that side story i think otherwise if i didn't know about that i would assume there was going to be a ko roman thing right because ko is currently very vocally gunning for roman reigns well and i wonder if that's not what we're going into because you've got sammy who's very very good in that sidekick role not that he isn't really good as the main character either but i think right now we see him kind of like shining in that Mm -hmm. position so it doesn't feel too far far-fetched to me that he might you know then become that guy for kevin owens 
Yeah. And maybe Kevin Owens tries to like rehabilitate him back to the main character. Like you don't have to just be a supporting guy. You know, you got to do your own thing, Sammy. You got to brush your hair once in a while. <laughs> Trim your fucking beard, dude. <laughs> These may be my thoughts more than Kevin Owens' thoughts. He's very, he's very mountain manny at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Other than that, I, I didn't have much more to say about that, but I'm very intrigued and I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm always excited to see KO. It's true. I'm happy that he is uh, playing a bigger part in our lives. And I, when he was, you know, on commentary and then Drew was on commentary, um, I really appreciate like how goofy they are about yeah. it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. There's, and I think I'm skipping way, way, way ahead here, but um, oh, it's we're okay. talking about them. I want to talk about it. Like, I feel like anytime we've been seeing Drew and the Brawling Brutes and Kevin Owens, it's got this kind of like the holidays are here feeling like nothing <laughs> is serious. Nobody is pretending to care about their job. All you want to do is hang out with your friends and act like assholes. Yeah. Like we're just, we're just going to have a good time. And I, I kind of like that they're just having fun having like this lead up to this really brutal match. I think I probably jumped ahead first because I was talking about KO coming from Roman Reigns, which he had talked about more extensively on Raw, especially when he was doing commentary. Mm -hmm. So do we want to save all that for when we get to Raw? Maybe we should save some of that. Because I do have more to say, but that then snowballs into other things. So let's. No, let's let's save it. I think, you know what I think the problem is? We're really excited for this pay-per-view. Yes. And I want to talk about everything all at once. So I'll probably run things together like 12 times tonight, but that's all right. We're going to get through it. We will. Um, up next on my roster is the SmackDown World Cup with our good friends, Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Which I found really funny because there's a part where Mustafa Ali is talking and he said, <laughs> I think he was quoting Chumbawamba. Because yes. he said, I get knocked down, but I get Gets up again. And I started, I started singing it while I was watching it, and it just made me really happy. So, It's weird to think that there was a time in the mid to late 90s where Chumbawamba wasn't a joke. Like, I, I feel like now when you hear Tub Thumping, it's a joke. It's solidly like a joke song. But there was a time we all took it seriously and listened to it on the radio. I still love that song. They should. It's a really fun song. And apparently Mustafa Ali likes it a lot, too. <laughs> also, Ricochet really likes Mustafa Ali. You know, that's nice, isn't it? He's got it an was ally. really nice. He was, like, yeah. trying to get him not to wrestle with his little busted up ribs. But then was also, like, super supportive afterwards. Like, you did your best, buddy. Let's get out of here, you know? Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. I like both of them so much. So I would, mm-hmm. you know, I knew how this was going to go the minute it started. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I was still happy because I really enjoy them both. And the ending was, you know, it's nice to see those moments of camaraderie and brohood. I agree. And it's, I always like when two, uh, what does Braun Strowman call them? Flappy flippers? Flippy flappers? Fli- flippy flappers. Flippy, flippy flippers, flapper? I think. Flippy flippers, I think. Flippy flippers, yeah. yeah. I like to see them wrestle each other because it's mm-hmm. always kind of ridiculous and very much spending a lot of time in the air. I think that's a lot of fun. I enjoy that a lot, too. Um, and I have to say, no offense to uh, the monster of all monsters, but I would rather see two Flippy Flippers fight than uh, two uh, meaty men smashing their meat together. 
in the immortal words of Biggie in the new day. <laughs> you know, like it's always more fun for me. It is a lot more fun. And I had made a note somewhere. I was saying like, I want to see a, a flippy flipper beat Braun Strowman. I think that would yes. be really fun because mercilessly shame him when they have dudes like Braun Strowman, like Omas, like these like giant dudes, it's almost a foregone conclusion that anyone smaller won't win. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's just kind of like anyone significantly smaller and usually yes. the flippy flippers are quite small. So I, I just kind of want to see, see him taken out. I like Braun, but it'd be fun to see him taken out by a flippy flipper. I also, and this is a real tangent, but I always find it funny when we're talking about like these small guys. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If one of your friends was dating one of these small guys, like he'd take his shirt off at the beach and you'd be like, was your boyfriend in prison? Why is he so jacked? They're all like, so big. They're not small. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it reminds me of a really quick side note. Um, this other wrestling podcast that I really enjoy, because I'm going to give it credit because it was on their Instagram, which is We Watch Wrestling. Matt McCarthy, who's one of the hosts of We Watch Wrestling, posted a picture on his Instagram today of Austin Theory. <laughs> when he was like doing a backstage thing and you could, you know, he just had like his profile. So it was just like giant bicep next to a picture of a roasted turkey. Oh, very seasonal. And it was very spot on. It was like the same color and everything. So oh he had gosh. turkey arms. That's fantastic. Hot dog legs. And turkey, and turkey arms. arms. Someday when we write a book about this experience, we're going to call it hot dog legs and turkey arms. That would be amazing. On that extremely horrifying note, um, I'm going to segue us right into Madcap Moss and Karrion Cross, and uh, starting things off, Madcap Moss and Emma. What, what do we think about Madcap Moss and Emma? Well, so I, I know that they're like married in real life, right? Or engaged or... To each other or... Yes. This is news to me. I, I, okay. That sounded so snarky, but I was serious. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So like everything's colored by that now in my brain. So it mm. seems like extra kind of hokey that they have this like little flirtation going, which I, I don't mean to make it. I don't know. I'm not trying to poop on it because I think it's also kind of adorable, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the injured person wrestler whomever it might be and the like kind of girlfriend waiting in the mm. wings to run out to assist yeah. when injured wrestler or whoever that might be is injured I find it just kind of dumb so I like what so, I'm hoping happens is that Emma and Scarlett end up wrestling each other yes Yes, reasonably sane lady versus completely insane lady fight. Yes. I feel like, you know, you didn't want to poop all over it. I have been waiting poised like a seagull <laughs> at a Burger King to crap all over this. Like, okay. did we did we really bring Emma back to give her a dumb romance story? Apparently. Like, uh, my letter this week to dad <laughs> is going to have some very intense questions about, like, why are you doing this to Emma? You didn't have to invite her over. It's like you're a kid and you invite someone over to play at your house and then you don't want to play with them. Like, just don't invite them over. Yeah. Let Emma live her life somewhere else. Yeah. I Like, yeah. at one point, I think she was talking about, like, she understood that, you know, Mad Cat Moss was embarrassed or whatever. I'm like, you know, she's like, you think you're embarrassed? Look at my storylines. I'm embarrassed. 
I am the one carrying the burden of shame, madcap. I have to flutter my eyelashes and whatnot. Yes. Which must feel so much weirder when you are like living with a person. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're married. I think they are. Bless their hearts. Good for them. I mean, really good for them. I hope they have found a lot of joy together. I agree. I just, I really want them to do something more than this. And I'm trying to remain optimistic. It seems like they want to give Scarlet something else to do besides look spiky and spooky and spray people with military grade pepper spray or police. Law enforcement grade <laughs> pepper spray. I can never remember it. Law enforcement grade pepper spray. Law enforcement grade pepper spray. But she also <laughs> has something else to do. Um, she's an oracle now. She's carrying oh. across as oracle. Which she's a very sure. busy woman. I think most of what she does is stalk his opponents on social media and like buy him those shitty supplements you see advertised on Instagram. (laughs) I think that's most of what she's doing. That and like listening to Stevie Nicks nonstop. (laughs) Nonstop. She definitely swishes around the house. Like when she's not in her ring attire wearing her like, what is it? What do I ever call Nylon? It's not nylon. It's not spandex. Lycra? Lycra. What is the shiny material that she wears? Pleather. Pleather. Is it pleather? I think there's another word that I'm not thinking of. But anyway, I think in her off time, she's swishing around in like those little skirts that Stevie Nicks wears. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot of like caftans, but make it goth happening Mm -hmm. in their house. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Amazon is always trying to sell me these sort of like caftans they're like lacy sort of like bohemian and i feel like those situations are probably her at-home look i think that if you buy one of those then we have to start doing videos of our shows and you have to wear the caftans i mean i absolutely would you know that's my aesthetic that would be great (laughs) so what do we uh do we think that carrion's oracle has served him well in in this rivalry with madcap moss What what do you think about this situation I mean, I have a, I don't think Madcap has much of a standing really. It feels like this is just kind of, we're furthering Carrion's like, yes, we're mad assery along. Um, and I think that's fine. Like, I don't find Madcap a, a compelling wrestler. Like, I, not really. I've, I've said this before. I think I'm still too hung up on his name and him not being Madcap <laughs> enough. So that's a real thing, though. I have a real hard time separating things sometimes. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, um, that move that he does, oh, I don't. They have a name for it: the cross something or roadkill. I don't know what it's called, but you know <laughs> the where cross he's like roadkill, <laughs> where he's like holding them tenderly on the mat with you know legs wrapped around them, head around four. Yes. It's like a it's a submission hold. Sure but like is. the one time he was like talking to Drew McIntyre while he was like choking out someone else, so it's like mm-hmm. that's his kind of weird domination move. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Madcap didn't stand a chance. I don't think so. I was also like a little frustrated because we just saw how like how devoted Emma is to flirting with Madcap. But then when like Scarlet is getting up and shit, she's like, I have stuff to do. I'm sorry. I can't come out and like stop this from happening because I'm watching TikToks. <laughs> like, where were you? If you like him so much, I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm not trying to win your love, but we're pretty good friends. And if you were being interfered with by someone's witchy spouse, I would come out and help you. Yeah. 
I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. She came out pretty late on that one. Right? Like, she just came out to collect the spoils. Who's the carrion now? Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. Very nice. I also, the more I see Carrion Cross, the more he's like one of these extremely average looking dudes with a stunning wife where you're like, how? how? What? Uh-huh. It, you must be bringing something incredible to this relationship. And I think that's fantastic. But what's going on here? Uh-huh. I do think he's much cuter when his hair's not slicked back. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not an unattractive dude. He's just like. He's just average white dude. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the guys in my neighborhood look like Carrie and Cross. Yeah. I get that. I don't understand it. Who knows? Good for them, I guess. You know, good for them. Yeah. I think they're happy. She's swishing around and he's slicking it back. I don't know what's going on. That is a beautiful life story. Swishing (laughs) around and slicking it back. That's the name of our (laughs) second book of our podcast. (laughs) Oh, dear. It sounds like the name of a country song. It really does. It really does. (laughs) Would you be open to moving on to something that I have been very eager to talk about, uh, which is Bray Wyatt and his new friend, L.A. Knight? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think it was great that once again, we're going to talk about how Bray is a man who doesn't like to talk about his feelings. Thank goodness I was so worried we might not get an update on that this week. (laughs) I know. I lie awake at night wondering how Bray's feeling. I know. I I think about it a lot. I'm like, I hope he found someone to talk to instead of like, you know, the 12 million person audience he has every Friday night. Mm hmm. Agreed. What do you. uh... uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's okay. I was just going to say there were two things that Bray said that were pretty evocative. Mm. One was. There's a lot I want to do to you right now. Yeah, I remember that. That was intense. And the other was, I'm going to fight all these urges. Mm. It's it's really hard to watch him grapple with that because I think he should just, you know, give in and let it go where it's going to go. Side note, once again, he doesn't like to talk about his feelings. <laughs> like the things he wants to do to LA Knight and the urges that he's suppressing. Right. There's a lot of repression in the new Bray Wyatt and it's, it's sad and it's painful. It really is. Yeah. I think he's just, he's got to claim that kink and he's got to just go claim for what it, he babe. wants in life. He clearly yes. has a thing for LA Knight and LA Knight what, straight up slapped him in the face twice, I think. Right. And that probably awakened something in him, you know, mm-hmm. and that's all right. Mm-hmm. We've, we have all been there with, you know, a no good man who is not going to bring us joy but he is going to bring us some pants feelings and you know, we're just, we're figuring it out and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Claim that experience, Bray. Claim did it. you say pants feelings? I sure did. Cause I don't think they're heart feelings. They feel like heart feelings when they're happening, but they're not. <laughs> they're not. I've never heard pants feelings. It's amazing. Now you have, I didn't invent <sighs> that. I don't care. You have in my book. That's great. Can I, can I share with you a crazy thought that I had while this was all going on? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So what if Bray Wyatt is building a whole gimmick around toxic masculinity? Oh, that would be fantastic. What if like, okay, so hear me out here. He can't talk about his feelings, 
So he talks about his inability to talk about his feelings, which is really talking about his feelings, but he doesn't have to admit to it. Like he was taught that fear of his respect, but he doesn't really believe that anymore. He hurt other people and he's hurt. Why does he do all these things that he does? It's like so hard to change. And then like LA Knight is like, I want respect, but does he even really know what that means? Like what does respect mean in this framework? Wow. What if what we're really fighting is the hardships of toxic masculinity and interpersonal relationships between men. This is amazing. I have a whole new lens now through which I'm going to view Bray Wyatt forever. I have also already titled my academic paper on this subject. Um, you know, as we have previously discussed on the show, we have both done some hard time in academia, mm-hmm. but I am a, I am a dropout and my paper will be entitled <laughs> fear, respect and psychological trauma colon. Grappling grappling with toxic masculinity within the liminal spaces of homosocial in parentheses and out ring relationships. Okay, I really, really want you to write this paper. That's going to the Pop Culture Association next year. I was just going to say, this is what we do. We pitch it to the Pop Cultural Association and then I I write a paper on our podcast about being women in podcasting and wrestling. Here we go. We do like a panel or something. This is, this is how it takes off. This it's is just it. we're each going to wear our um, wrestling is for girls t-shirts so that we can mm-hmm. advertise our podcast and grow our listenership. I think this is fantastic. I think this is the road to success or perdition, <sighs> one or the other. Well, I guess this is the end of the podcast. Maybe we should just go back to academia <laughs> to that rewarding life. I'm going to try to find a PhD program that will take me, but I think the odds right now are very, very low. So I don't to- think that's true. Not with a paper title like that. They absolutely would. They'd be like, how much money can we give you a year? Mm-hmm. They're going to be About like, $10,000. Look, her rigor, her <laughs> publications, they're nothing. They're shit. But that title has a colon and parentheses in it. That bitch is down. We love her. It's like the old like 17th century titles of things that... <laughs> Your title is great. I'm not saying that, but it just reminds me of like where it was just like, a 25 word sentence it was yes. the title yeah like tom jones or how the frog learned by jumping over the lily pad that the pond was actually much deeper than he originally realized is that really the subtitle no no i just oh, that. i don't really think there's good. anything about frogs and tom jones i haven't read tom jones anyway anyway sorry that was a great digression though i love that title <laughs> that was a fever dream um it. i also really really wanted at one point for bray to be like no i don't respect you I just wanted him to tell L.A. Knight he did not respect him. Yeah, I just, yeah, like, I like the idea of Bray Wyatt just kind of being, like, very matter-of-fact about things. Yeah, He just kind of seethes a lot and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, do something other than boiling rage or suppress whatever. I don't know, just be, like, real, not snarky, that's not the word, but just kind of real nonchalant about it. And just like fuck people up. Well, and you know, maybe we're getting closer to that because later, although we have no evidence of this, it would appear that all of that rage may have said howdy to LA Knight. <laughs> I have to admit that was a little creepy, that part. Like, it was a little creepy, right? Little, Very successful. The face in the dark. That was Yeah. I don't like faces in the dark. It's a little a little creepy. But yeah, he ended up under an entire pile of shit. So Yes. 
Yes. Which really looked kind of painful to be under. I wouldn't want to be under all that crap. No. It looked sharp. Mm, It looked uncomfortable and miserable. I also... I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm just really looking forward to watching Bray fight these urges. Yeah, me too. I really want to see how he how he contends with this, you know, where he's going to mm-hmm. come out on top of this. Or if he's not, maybe he'll just succumb and, you know. That'll be a whole different side story. We've got to explore all of those stories. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tune in. Um, also, this is a real side note, but the woman who is interviewing L.A. Knight before his stacked on downfall wearing the worst top i have ever seen on a human being i don't remember it there were like random pieces but only on one side and it was just wow it was confoundingly bad i was like did you just piece this together out of like clothes that were thrown in a dumpster what's happening she's a very pretty woman you know her clothes are usually fine but this was this was insane oh man now i got it i might have to go back and look because i'm curious you should i recommend it on a, on a more serious note, we have uh, Shotzi. Shotzi. Contending against my fave, Shayna Baszler, and of course, everyone's favorite high school bully, Ronda Rousey. So the main thing about this match that stood out to me is that Shayna Baszler's wrestling pants were the exact yeah. same color as a bag of Toll House chocolate chips. (laughs) So I just was craving chocolate chip cookies the whole time. It's a nice association, I think. It was a nice association. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that this match is very indicative of what's going to happen at Survivor Series. I can say more on that when we do our Survivor Series picks, but Shotzi wouldn't have won without Raquel coming and helping her. And... I mean, Rhonda interfered, yes, but I feel like even without Rhonda's interference, I don't know that Shotzi stands a chance against someone like Shayna Baszler, which I suppose is the point, but I feel like she stands even less of a chance at Survivor Series. You know, I think I think there's probably only one way that she can defeat Rhonda Rousey, and that's to bring in Holly Holm. Bring in who? Holly Holm is an MMA fighter who defeated Ronda Rousey, and I thought it was a real upset. I think I remember that in the news, like before I knew who Ronda Rousey was. That was like a big deal, right? Those were blessed days, weren't they? (laughs) Before she was in my life? Yes. Yeah. Her hair is really stressing me out, Ronda Rousey's hair, those like little braids she has. It looks painful. It hurts me to look at her head. I just, whenever I see a woman who pulls their hair back, or a man who pulls their hair back that hard, I'm like... Traction, alopecia is not discerning. It will not spare you. You are going to experience hair loss. Oh, it just I can feel it like at the front of my head. I just feel it hurting. Yes, like that pressure and that sting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Anyway, that was my big takeaway. I just I like Shotzi. She's got a lot of spunk, but I don't I don't see this becoming a big thing for her nope it feels like she's killing some time here mm-hmm. and um, maybe i don't know i guess so th- their match at survivor series um is every match at survivor series like a no dq si- situation i don't think so okay so it's not like 
I was just thinking if random person for whom they're killing time returns at Survivor Series, right? if they could... I guess I don't know why I'm asking if it's a no DQ. I'm not sure what my point is. It's not like that random person returning could like win the championships. It's not a money in the bank situation. So Well, they couldn't win the championship, but they could do some things like they could help Shotzi get a win that would be completely unprecedented and then sort of install, you know, sort of buy some time to actually have that feud with Rhonda. Like they're going to have to beat Shotzi. Like, oh, we're friends, but now I'm going to come and, you know, destroy you and take this title. And move on to the more serious title picture. I was going to say, that feels sort of Liv Morgan-y, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see something like that. Because she, sure. she wasn't the champion for a super long time, was she? No, not super long at all. And I haven't seen her in a while now that I think about it. I'm trying to remember the last... I think the last time we saw Liv was last week. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they don't yeah. do it every week. But... I would, I mean, I think it would be a much more interesting storyline if they actually did something with Shotzi instead of just like, well, you're going to lose at Survivor Series. You think they should give her a Shotzi? Oh my God. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. Never, don't, don't you apologize. I like the jokes. Extremely juvenile sense of humor that mostly revolves around dumb wordplay. So here we are. Well. Here we are. We've, we've been friends a long time, so. That's true. You knew what you were getting into. I haven't left yet. Do you feel like Raquel is playing a meaningful role here? Or it's just like, we needed a large person to defend? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah. I think that's a really good question. I think they're trying to find a good spot for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they don't really know where to put Raquel. I think... If we're going like based on like cool smashy smashy size, I think Raquel and Rhea. But I guess they're on different shows. No, they're on the same show, right? I can't keep track of the brands anymore, man. You know, that's the thing. I don't really know where Raquel actually is. Or is she just she's gotta be on SmackDown? She's gotta be on SmackDown. Because she's not like she used to be on NXT, right? Yep. But she's not NXT anymore. Not anymore. No. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that's a feasible situation that'd be kind of fun yeah and especially once you're in a title picture the the roster things become more flexible so that's true well and if they Mm -hmm. ever end up combining the brands like i keep hearing rumors that they might i think we're just gonna have to wait it out i feel like if they combine well we've talked about this before it's well-tread territory i don't need to dig it up again it's a lot of moving pieces on, mm-hmm. you know, what is more content than ever, but still a limited amount of content. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. So, after we had this uh, Vicious Lady showdown, yes. we, uh, I know you had some things to say about Butch versus Sami Zayn. I did. Um, one thing, well, <laughs> I was, Okay. Within the, I'm sorry. Within the, I can't get my words out. I'm sorry. Within the confines of this match, we see KO come out, which is very exciting, right? The greatest. We know he is their fifth person for the Survivor Mm -hmm. Series match. Mm -hmm. Um, which is great. I that made me really happy. Um, there was a moment that made me cringe a little bit. It was your future spouse, Wade Barrett. (laughs) Um. He said, it's good to see an Irishman and a Scotsman ringside cheering on an Englishman. And I, I was mean, like, here, Wade Barrett. <laughs> look, 
He loves the colonies like they were England's irascible children, okay? <laughs> I had to cringe a little bit. I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. <sighs> dear Dad, in conclusion to this week's letter, please offer Wade Barrett some books about colonialism and the problems that it causes. Yeah, I mean, please. absolutely. Yeah. But that's that was really all I wanted to cover about that. I'm excited that KO has joined the squad. There, uh, so the way things are happening in this match, like we were about to find out who number five was, but then like Roman comes out, and I'm like, no, get out of here. You're not number five. Like, I'm right. so excited to see you, and you're so attractive, and it's great that you're here. <laughs> but like, not right now, not right now. Go over there and look pretty. We have yes. work to do. Like we need to, we need to get this rolling. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it had confused me for a second. I was like, "What? No, no, that's <laughs> not right." Like, I was trying to like go through like who's with who, what's happening, whose match is where. I also I really liked how when Roman came out, he was like super frustrated. Like, you guys did the worst recon on this issue ever. <laughs> you asked one dude, and it was carrying Cross, who just got done feuding with Drew. Yeah. You guys phoned it in so bad. This yeah. is why I am going to be the leader of the bloodline for the next hundred years. And you guys suck. <laughs> He's eternal. He's eternal. He's forever. I also, I feel a really strong kinship with Kevin Owens because I feel like dude just can't breathe out of his nose at all. <laughs> and I relate to that so much, so much. You know, one of the things I love about Kevin Owens so much, like I'll say more about Kevin Owens when we get to Raw, but mm. like his first language is French. Yeah. And he like learned English by watching, was it wrestling? I think it was wrestling. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's just like the coolest dude and I want him to come on the show. I would love to talk to him about his experience in the wrestling business. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. And like I, being in wrestling with your bestie. Yeah. What's that like? You know? And then he could ask us what it's like to be in podcasting with your bestie. And we'd be like, well. And then he'd run good. away because we'd probably creep him out. <laughs> you have that effect. <laughs> we have that effect. But I, I liked how Sammy's world was just like shaken. When it was KO, he was like, oh, shit. Yes. So many feelings. And I love when yes. wrestling is about feelings. I do too. Feelings are my fave. Sammy has a lot of feelings all the time too. Big feelings. Yes. Yes. I feel like he's kind of like, if we're going to compare KO and Sammy to like old timey cartoon pairings, it's mm. kind of like the bulldog. No, wait. Isn't there one where there's like a bulldog and then a little dog that's very excited and always running yeah. around in a circle yeah, I think around the bulldog? Yeah. I feel like that's them. KO's the bulldog and Sammy's the excited guy running around the outside of him. I think that's terrific. Although I guess that could apply to like anything Sammy's in. He's just a very excited dude running around in circles. He's got the frenetic energy. He does. I like it. Which I love. Yeah. Anything else about this before we... Uh... Before we skip ahead? No, I'll have more to say about KO once we hit the Raw Territory. Well, I guess it's time to take things to the Raw Territory. <laughs> and get Raw. There's no... 
I'm devoted to this now. I'm never going to stop. Please don't. I enjoy it. So, uh, going to talk about something I haven't talked about in a long time, which is KO. Um, <laughs> Brand new content just for you. So I, I love how he comes in, right? He opens the show and he just kind of like comes out. And what I realize one of the things I really like about KO is like, he's just, I mean, he is somebody's dad, but he just really seems like somebody's dad. Like, yes. In a way that dad to whom you write your letters doesn't seem like somebody's dad, but like KO is just kind of like a dude we would see at Hooters watching a wrestling pay-per-view. Yes. Um, yes. And so he's like, he just kind of wanders in like somebody's dad wanders in, but he's like a really good wrestling dad that wandered in. And uh, that really, that, that thought pleased me greatly, but he, we know he's coming for Roman Reigns. He's coming for Roman Reigns, but you know, he's got just one stop on the trip there. And it is uh, survivor series war games when he kills everyone else, but Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns. Oh, he's going to kill Sammy too. I think he's going to kill everyone. Well, I think I'll probably have a moment with Sammy, but then I'll be like, Sammy, it's for your own good. Maybe Samuel just like they have something worked out where he's just going to like fake his death. So it looks like he killed Sammy, but then they can run off into the sunset together and be happy. Ingenious. That is what BFFs do. <laughs> uh, and then a whole bunch of other people showed up. I know. It was just like people kept appearing at one point. Seamus said something that was really really delightful to me but only because it, it sounded like a crude euphemism Ooh, what was it he said there's a banger cooking in the stove <laughs> and i was like that sounds like he needs to poop <laughs> or somebody's pregnant i don't know oh that too that too <laughs> i really enjoyed when um the the brutes and Seamus, I guess, right? And then Drew all appeared like way in the nosebleed seats at the stadium because it's like yes, Shield style. That like never happens. That's never happened at a show I've been to in my whole life, and it's just like, why can that never happen when I'm in the nosebleed seats? Why isn't that our life? Yeah, it was magical. It was a really good time because I feel like people just kept appearing, funny things kept happening. Mm-hmm. It was a great moment where like. Dominic Mysterio is like making sure that people know who his dad is. And I'm like, it's adorable that you think anyone doesn't know who your dad is and yeah. that you're just like here because of you, buddy. I come on. Yeah. Um, there was that exchange between uh, Finn Balor and Seamus where Seamus called him a plastic patty. And I was like, should we be seeing this? This feels like this feels like something we shouldn't be seeing. I laugh really hard because when Judgment Day showed up, they're like all, you know, they're talking. And then Finn just takes the opportunity to complain about AJ's Yes, It's like, Finn, let it go. You're not, he's not coming back. It's over it's for so you two. out of context. Like, <sighs> and AJ, that guy broke up with me. He's a real dick, okay? He's still got like my three favorite band t-shirts. Never going to get those Every, back. Everybody's like, stop bringing him up, dude. Like, you know, I'll buy you new t-shirts if you don't talk about him <laughs> all night. Um, so I also, I like that Seamus and Finn were kind of chatting at first, like, kind of mm -hmm. like how, you know, fellow country, country people would talk. And that's how I imagine Drew and I would have an exchange if right. we talked, except ours would be really pleasant and friendly. I wouldn't right. call Drew a plastic, Scott. whatever the Scottish equivalent of Patty is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
Do you had you heard the term plastic patty before? No, I hadn't. Had you? No, I had to look it up. I imagine it's like an actual thing that gets bandied about, right? Yeah, it's someone who's like Irish but not Irish. Oh. Are you familiar with the concept of Republican or Democrat in name only? I guess so. It, well, it's sort of like you're a registered Republican, but you're a rhino. You're a Republican in name only because you don't tow the party line. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So being a plastic patty is kind of like that. Like you're Irish, but you're not like who you are is an Irish. You're not culturally Irish. Got it. So, Ooh. yeah. Learn something new. I wonder if that burned. I bet, it, I bet it did. I mean, he's reeling from a breakup, and now Seamus is questioning his sense of country. It's pretty rough. Also during the session, KO was on the uh, commentary desk. And I always really like listening to KO's commentary because yeah. he's just like, he's so good on the mic always. Like, he always has something interesting to say or funny to say. And he said, you can expect chaos violence and a good time at survivor series and i said well sounds like ko has claimed that kink <laughs> i calls it like i sees it he calls it like he sees it and i mean chaos violence and a good time i wish i could honestly say that's what i had to offer the world i know doesn't that sound like a fun life he had so many great lines that i wrote down one was my dad terry rules <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's amazing. At one point, he called out Butch for wearing his knee pads under his knees. Yes, I did. I That moment reminded me of us. Yes. <laughs> it was like, that's absolutely something we would say. He also said really, really rudely, Dominic is getting better. Oh, my God. I didn't hear that. It was I heard him. Delightful. He did call Dominic a scumbag. Well, and... Uh, I, in that moment, I was like, K.O., you and I are best fucking friends right now. BFFs. Oh, my God. Before the I highlight, heard. the absolute highlight of it all was uh, Dominic got a brogue kick to the face. <laughs> and he, like, he sold it really well. Like, I'm going to give yeah. him credit for that. He, like, flipped through the air and rotated and landed. And I laughed. Like the sinister laugh so loud and so long because I was someone finally kicked Dominic Mysterio's ass. And it was just like so beautiful. I was so happy. I mean, someone finally, if Ray's not going to beat his own son, they're going to step up. Exactly. Seamus stepped up. Seamus put his foot where his mouth <laughs> is. I was trying to say money where his mouth is. But... I think... This takes us back to a few weeks ago with the new day, you know, Seamus isn't the stepdad. He's the dad who stepped up. It's true. And, and I'm it so was to for you, Seamus. put his foot where his mouth was. To beat up another man's <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> and then the OC came out and it was chaos. It was super chaos. Um, I'm really enjoying all the chaos. I'm here for it. Me too. There's it. so much chaos, so many little side plots, so many mm -hmm. little threads. It's like not boring. I love it so much because for a long time I was getting really bored with wrestling. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like when we stopped watching, I was at this point of like, you can put it on, but you know, I'm going to do something else. Yeah. 
because every other match was a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, let's watch wrestling. Let's watch some extra wrestling. Let's do wrestling. So Yeah, I'm excited. Same. So in addition to all of this excitement, we have a really, really great backstage. I mean, you can't really call it an interview, like a promo with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Where he is dressed like a beautiful sunset. Like a hotel room painting. Yes. If you have ever seen some of the beautiful hotel room murals on Supernatural, <laughs> this really brought that to life. It was it was something else. I'm really curious. how. I want to know how much money he makes, and I want to know how much money he spends on suits. Because... Like, what's he doing with those suits? He doesn't recycle them. He doesn't, you know, we don't see them more than once. So I'm just really curious, like, what's he doing with all those suits? Does he give them to someone who's shorter and can wear them as like an actual (laughs) jacket instead of a cropped jacket? I mean, maybe he expenses them. Maybe maybe they're those like really cheap novelty suits you can get on Amazon. Or like, you know, on Halloween, you can go to Spirit and get like the pumpkin print suit. Uh, no. Yeah, it's a thing. So maybe it's like, you know, like they're cheap novelty suits. Or maybe there's like, you know, someone who tried to get on Project Runway but couldn't. And now like every week they make Seth a new suit. Maybe that's just, he has like a little bespoke suit maker. I love that idea. Yeah. I love his suits. I do too. Like, you know, he has a vision for fashion and I respect it. Like I want... I want a I want a wrestling fashion show. Mm, me too. I want to include Seth Rollins. I want to include Scarlett. I want to include Asuka because she's always magical, despite the weird external panties. Yeah, that's her thing. She loves it. I think it Bianca should be there. Bianca. Oh yes. Fierce looks. One hundred percent. Anybody mm-hmm. else? I mean, when when Becky Lynch comes back, she certainly oh, yeah. always dressed like a lunatic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I also like that um, Seth said, I'm like the Goonies. I never say die. I know. I loved that. I did not like when he called out Cody the way that he did because Cody is injured, Seth. Cody's Cody injured. is so injured. <laughs> like, it, it, like, you know, you bear some responsibility there, Seth. And he's like so injured and he still wrestled while being so injured. I like, I just... Every time they show any of that clip where, you know, his chest is just like purple, it's so horrible. Mm-hmm. It was super gross, super gnarly. So I've mentioned Seth's laugh before. <laughs> and like, I've decided what I think it makes me so uncomfortable is because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's verging on like a perv laugh. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, it's like, it's. He's edged into creepy, pervy territory for me with that laugh. Not so much just like slimy champion dude. Yeah, like an extremely creepy, pervy comic book villain or cartoon villain. And you just like hear the laugh. And I I think that that's definitely a very astute observation. It just really grossed me out. Um. Ugh, ugh. And well, then Austin, <laughs> sorry. And then Austin Theory responded, right? Yeah, Austin Theory did. Like, he wants to promo now, too. He's ready to go. 
he's a man and he will be taken serious but like not as serious as if he knew what adverbs were I, probably a little more serious if he knew what adverbs were i died i felt so bad that i was laughing because like i don't want to be a grammar snob like but i can't help no. it right it was like it was ground into me from childhood but like when he said i will be taken serious like mm -hmm. I was immediately transported to the movie Just Friends when <laughs> when Ryan Reynolds' character is talking to, I think, the woman who calls herself Athena. Yes. And she's yes. like, I don't know why you just don't take me serious. Yes. And then he spit takes. Like, it was like that exact moment. Like, I was just like, okay, is this, what is happening? And then later, Bobby Lashley's talking. And I think he tr gently tried to correct austin theory he did like he did you want to be taken does. seriously mm -hmm. well i'm going to be serious with you <laughs> he modeled good behavior <laughs> i was like bless um, your heart bobby lashley like bobby lashley you may have tattoo eyebrows but you are a kind grammarian and we respect <laughs> that about you bless oh my god oh. it was amazing i'm gonna take him so serious from now on I you know what? I regret not taking him serious before, but now <laughs> he is the most seriously that I can think of. Super seriously. Seriously. Oh my God. So I feel like this all kind of like, this all spiraled out of control. Like we've got Seth, mm -hmm. and we've got Austin Theory, then we've got Mustafa Ali, who was like, I'm up in this too. And yeah. then of course we actually have Mustafa Ali versus Austin Theory yeah and i feel like that i'm starting i'm starting to feel like mustafa ali is just kind of the guy you throw in when you need to beat someone but he still seems really ambitious yeah. and it makes me sad because i want more for him yes but that's i feel like he's too. definitely collateral damage and all this just like i didn't think for a second that austin theory wasn't going to win that match no it feels so predictable now and then Okay, so I feel like I feel like you know what's going to happen and then Bobby shows up and he's had enough of them all and it's like what are we doing with either Austin Theory or Mustafa Ali? Like is Austin Theory just going to stay like a dumb shit crap ass heel with bad grammar who achieves nothing? And like why mm. couldn't we have given a larger part to Mustafa Ali versus Austin Theory if we weren't actually going to do anything to rehab Austin Theory going forward? Or like, if we weren't really going to do anything with Mustafa Ali, why not keep Matt Riddle in the picture with Seth Rollins since we'd already established that? And it was really interesting and fun. Right? Like we were all into that. So instead of giving Mustafa this stupid gimmick, like keep Matt Riddle around and save Mustafa for something better. But they really did kind of drop that, didn't they? It was like, they oh. Did. The fight pit ended. Everything's just going to recede into the shadows. And now he's just doing this weird tag team gimmick with Elias, which is also meh. Yeah. So for me. I, I'm sure a lot of people love it. but No, I, I mean, it's a weird mismatch. I like Elias. I like Matt Riddle, but it just feels weirdly stitched together. Yes. It feels like that kind of odd man that doesn't really work. You know, the odd man tag team. I do... Yeah. I have an important question for you about Austin Theory. Maybe you can answer this for me. I probably can't, but I'll try. Why do you think no one 
So you know how he says A-Town down? Ugh, yes. Why do you think no one has responded with more like A-Town clown? <laughs> uh, right there, it's low-hanging fruit. It is low-hanging fruit. Maybe we need. he needs to be paired up with someone who's a little, like, quick, quick-witted, like... One of the new day, I feel like, would have come mm. up with that with that yes. comeback. Yes, absolutely. Xavier would have had that on the tip of his tongue, and they would have then like turned it into a bit mm-hmm. where they just found a bunch of words that rhyme with "down" and keep saying them. And they would have come out with like clown noses and those little horns that clowns honk, and and they could know. have honked to the new day rocks little tune that they do. Huh. Man, we really huh. need to write for them. Seriously, like, uh, dear dad. Yeah, put that in this job. week's letter. Send our resumes. Mm-hmm. Send our resumes. And like a few episodes of the podcast, just for yeah. reference. Yeah. God. Can you imagine if if the writer's room just became all women? I think it would be fantastic. Like what, what would fucking happen? That would be... What wouldn't happen? <laughs> what wouldn't happen? So many of our dreams would come true, I can tell you that much. <sighs> Do you do you have anything else that you'd like to add about this tangle? I do gentlemen? not. I don't know where it's going. Uh, I don't Same. know if anybody knows where it's going. So I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stay optimistic. I think that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. So then we're gonna jump ahead a little bit over a few things that I, you know I think we both concurred we enjoyed very much but didn't have as much to say and we want to save some time for our predictions at the end. Absolutely. But we do want to talk about uh, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka at the end. Well, actually, I did want to say something really quickly about Baron Corbin really quickly. Yeah, go for it. Say whatever you want about I had two questions. Okay, so JBL and Baron were ripping on Albany because they were in Albany, New York. Yeah. I don't know anything about Albany. Can you speak to that subject at all? Yeah, absolutely. Albany's not a shithole. It's a nice uh, mid-sized city. I mean, JBL is wrong about this. Living and dying in Poughkeepsie would be an appropriate (laughs) appropriate use there. But no, Albany is actually really great. Um, Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get it. Heels got to heal. But yeah, I've been to a pay-per-view in Albany. I'm guessing at the very same venue that uh, Raw was. Oh, maybe. So, yeah. It was one of those ones where I got to keep my chair afterwards. <gasps> That's fun. It yeah, was like it, the MVP theater. Like, are we? Yeah. It used to be. So, when I went to the show there, it was the Pepsi. And then before it was the Pepsi, it was the Knickerbocker Arena before it was oh. sponsored by a brand. And I think it was something else in between Pepsi and MVP. But Amazing. Good times. Well, thank you for your insight. I was just curious. It made me yeah, laugh. of course. I do have one general question before we move to Rhea and Asuka. No, so that's you know how like wrestlers really wear a lot of oil, right? They oil up yes, their bodies. Very slick. So that probably means they like we're in we're in we're in winter times here mm-hmm. in the Midwest and my skin gets very dry. So I imagine like being oiled up all the time. They probably have really soft skin, right? That's um it's a little creepy. No I'm kidding. Um <laughs> it's a little creepy. They probably do have really soft skin. I mean, the skin does need healthy natural oils to thrive. You got to keep your okay. biome in good shape. I mean, maybe I just need to start like dipping myself into oil. I think you need to oil carefully and lovingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my question. We can go on to Rhea and Asuka. 
I mean, that was, that was a great question. Thank you for asking me about body oiling and professional wrestling. I mean, I'll never forget this. I am a hard hitting journalist. You absolutely are. You absolutely are. <laughs> so, um, do you think that Oscar and Rhea oiled enough or maybe could have been greasier? Um, <laughs> I think there's always room for more oil. So true. I, the ladies are, are usually not great. Like the dudes grease. Yeah, I mean, we're missing King Grease, which is Randy Orton, right? He's like, yes. <laughs> he's the slipperiest. The emperor, the god emperor <laughs> of baby oil, Randy Orton. I bet they all smell nice, too. I mean, baby oil smells nice, if that's what I bet they using. do, yeah. They all smell like a bunch of babies. <laughs> Angry, violent babies. <laughs> so creepy. <sighs> I had a concern okay. about Rhea's outfit. What was it? There was a moment when Asuka like grabbed her little tiny pants to throw mm. Rhea back in the ring and they went almost all the way up her butt and I felt really bad for her because I was like, that's got to be a miserable. I think she pulled them back out at some point, but. Yeah, they. I mean, they're kind of like those booty shorts that kind of seem like they go up in anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a similar thought that that looked really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. The other thought I had the entire match was poor Asuka. Yeah. I mean. Say more. I mean, the whole match basically was Rhea Ripley just like throwing Asuka around and just beating the shit out of her. There were a few times yeah. where Asuka like retaliated and got a couple hits in. And at the very end, she almost won with the arm bar. But I mean, it was just like really bad. And. and it no, go ahead. It feels unnecessary, right? It feels like they should be uniquely well matched to have a great back and forth exchange because yes, Rhea is physically much larger and more imposing mm -hmm. in that sense, but Asuka is such an ass kicker. Yes. Like Asuka or Io or Bianca should all be able to hold their own in the ring. Not that Alexa couldn't, but I think Alexa has a different approach. Mm -hmm. But I think like the three of them, any one of them, you would expect to see just like get in the ring and go toe to toe with Rhea, mm -hmm. really evenly match back and forth. And that's Asuka didn't get that. And that sucks. Yeah. And well, and of course, you know, that now means that damage control at all have advantage in their Survivor Series match. Do they have advantage or do they have the curse of momentum? Because frequently, if you have the momentum going into the pay per view, you've got the slow momentum when you get there. <laughs> so I have I have thoughts about this particular match at the at the pay per view. So I don't know if if you have more to say about this particular match or if we can move into Survivor Series picks because I, only, I had an observation during this match that applies to Survivor Series. I only had one more thing to say about this match, okay. and it's, it's actually before the match started. Oh, okay. When, when Bailey was like, basically, like it was hard to admit that, you know, Bianca had more than three friends. She was trying to convince Bianca that no one liked her. Yeah. And I was like, I totally get that. It's really hard for me to imagine that too. Like, that's just being in your 30s and older. Like, imagining <laughs> a social circle that's much more expansive than that. <laughs> but that's it. Just that I empathize with Bailey and would also like to make more friends. It is hard when you're older. So, transition. Transition. Okay. To uh, Survivor Series War Games. War Games. Was that good? Did you like that? It was great. 
It's certainly better than War Pigs. It is better than War Pigs. I've already complained about that enough. I won't go into it again. I have no problem with War Pigs, but tell me your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts about this. Who's going to who's gonna come home with the greatest prize of them all, winning the War Games match? So I was looking at the card. I don't know if it's in the right order. I have no idea. So doesn't matter. The first one I picked, I did the damage control versus Bianca and crew. And I had this thought when I was, excuse me, watching the match at Raw. Mm -hmm. And at one point they show, they cut to like people sitting in the um, locker room, like watching the match on TV. And Nikki Cross is just like sitting over in a cubicle, like picking her nails or something. Like she's not paying any attention. Right. And I, I realized like, I think, and I'm picking team Bianca. Me too. Because I think what's going to happen is that Nikki's going to fuck it up for damage control because Nikki isn't loyal right we know that she will mess with anybody it doesn't matter so right, I she answers like, to no one yeah so something's gonna happen during the match where she's just like gonna see an opportunity to do whatever the hell she wants and i think she's gonna contribute to them losing or cause them to lose in some big way absolutely i think that's very astute i think you've got a double punch right You've got the unpredictability of Nikki Cross and then the significance of the fifth woman on Team Good Guy. Like, who will she be? Who is she going to be? Because we've got Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, and Mia. We need one more. And I think her, and I I think what we were saying last week about Beth Phoenix, I feel pretty good about it. It's going to be Beth Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Especially since they hit her for another week. Yeah, that would make sense. Right. So like, I feel like if it is Beth, her unbridled rage and thirst for revenge, plus Nikki not being a good ally is going to undermine team damage control. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about it. I think that match is going to be crazy. Yeah. I I think that this is probably going to be for me match of the night. So I'm very, very excited to see it. If it's, I hope it's not in the order that like it is on the website because if that's the case dislike what's the order on the website i didn't so on the website first one so the first thing is the the bianca damage control match yep then ronda rousey and shotzi then aj styles and finn balor then the brawn brutes etc and then the triple threat match with Seth and Austin and Bobby Lashley. I feel like, so I feel like they're probably, they need time between the war games matches, like a cool down period. Mm -hmm. So I bet you're going to see like the SmackDown women's championship go in there, or you're going to see AJ versus Finn. I don't know. Like it, it feels like everything is so big and high stakes that I have a hard time like assigning it a spot on the card. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see that too. <laughs> I really like the promo picture for the um, for the Survivor Series match between Bianca and friends and yeah. Bailey and friends. It's just like <laughs> a hooded figure in the background <laughs> wearing like a Carhartt coat, I think, with the hood up. It's too funny. It's really good. I like the idea of someone you know. showing up just in a Carhartt with a hood. 
It's like Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, Mia Yim, and the Unabomber. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm very excited for that match. Yeah, I like that too. Um, What do you want to talk about the men's war games match since we're we're talking war games matches? Do you have a prediction there? Sure. Sure. So that is going to be the bloodline. Right. Times, times again. (laughs) (laughs) The Brutes, Andrew, and KO. Mm -hmm. Um, what did I put? Let me see. I wrote, I picked, I picked KO and company. I did too. Yeah. I spelled it with a K for company because I was being clever in my own notes. Um, simply because I want them to win. I don't, I don't know that they'll actually win, but I think having reflected on the idea that Sammy has promised the match, I think that is probably signaling a downfall for them. I feel like it's time for the bloodline to begin their descent. Mm-hmm. Sammy made promises he absolutely can't keep. He's going to be conflicted over KO. You know, like emotions will be running high. And I think emotions are running higher in the bloodline than they are on the other side of the equation. I agree. So to lots, me, lots that is a recipe. Men. Yes. Like lots of things going on that have nothing to do with actual wrestling and everything to do with like all of the storyline stuff that's been happening. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be their downfall. Yeah, I mean, KO and company, they have just like a lot of good times and drinks and, mm-hmm. you know, bloodline. It's just like a lot of stress and, and angst. Yes. So, so that's where I am. So far, we're samesies. I know, we're so in sync. What do you think about the uh, women's championship with Rhonda and Shotzi? And I, uh, I think we kind of answered this earlier. Yeah, I Ronda Rousey's probably gonna win. That's who I picked. It's not because I want her to, but it just seems like I'm maybe not giving them the benefit of the doubt of potential cleverness here because uh-huh. it could be very clever to have Shotzi win, and then they could do something interesting with that. But I don't, I don't have that faith. I don't either. I feel like Ronda is in that Brock Lesnar position right now. It's like we're spending a lot of money to buy ourselves legitimately with a cage fighter, so we need to prop them up as being better than all the talent we've paid to develop. Yes. You know, which feels like a weird flex to me, but okay, guys, it's, it's not it my does. But that's I, the, I am with you. Sorry, that's the match I'm least looking forward to. Yeah, like I think it'll be a good match. I just, I don't care because I feel like it's so predetermined. I wonder if Shotzi will have some kind of extra like souped up tank this time because it's a pay-per-view if like something special will be happening, but I really hope so. She deserves it. She does. Maybe this time we'll finally have a t-shirt cannon. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. So we've also got AJ Styles and Finn Balor in the no you take my number out of your phone match (laughs) where they determine once and for all who is the worst ex. That's a perfect, perfect uh, <laughs> characterization of it. I went with Finn Balor because I will never pick AJ Styles. I went with. I'm probably wrong, but AJ that's what Styles. I well, one of okay. us is wrong. One of us is wrong. Yeah. I went with AJ Styles because I am a flat earther. Because I'm a flat earther. I just know that (laughs) the earth is shaped like an Oreo cookie. And hell is the creamy white filling. And then I don't know what the bottom cookie is. But I don't know. I guess I feel like 
AJ is the side of right here. And I think I'm also just looking for things to knock Finn out of the judgment day. I'm ready for Finn to go do his own thing. Yeah. I mean, he's never really felt a hundred percent in there. Has he? No, he never, he's never a hundred percent made sense there for me. So I, I, you know, like if they turn on him because he lost in this match, then, and maybe they wouldn't, I mean, they seem pretty sympathetic to each other's failures, but I would, <laughs> I would like to see, and that's what good friends do, right? They're there for you, whether you win or lose. Maybe Dominic will be the one to like somehow kick him out of the group. That'd be amazing. It would, would be. be amazing. It wouldn't Except make like, me like him, but it would be amazing. Like, what if he's telling Finn how much he sucks and how much he let them all down, but every time he says it, he, like, looks over his shoulder at Rhea, like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? I think that would be pretty great. That would be amazing. I am totally 100% on board with that. So, yeah, I, I think this is the only place where we're in opposition, and I would always rather see Finn Balor when I love Finn Balor. Yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling AJ Styles. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if AJ won. You know, he has the gloriously shiny hair. He can do anything. He really does. It is glossy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he oils it. <laughs> He's like, I oil everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also got our uh, extremely hot United States championship match between Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and uh, your friend and mine, A-Town Clown, Austin Theory. <laughs> rolls off the tongue right it rolls off the tongue it does i'm making horrible noises i think i went with seth rollins because he's seth rollins i Mm. i feel like i don't know i'm i'm not as imaginative as you are in some of these scenarios and i feel like maybe i need to be a little more wondrous but (laughs) i really like i don't i don't know if if they take the title from Seth Rollins, what does he do after that? Does he then also go for? I mean, what else does anyone else have a title on SmackDown? No, I mean, no he's he on Raw. Is he on yeah, Raw? he's he's on Raw. Yeah, because I remember last week I was saying like it would be cool to see him if he started to go for Roman Reigns, and you know, wouldn't that be fun? But Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, right? Yeah, but it's it's. I don't think it's the least common thing for someone to lose their title in glorious fashion and show up the next night or that week on the other show and be like, okay. surprise, effers. <laughs> I'm here to make your life miserable. You know, I think that like, would be really fun. I'd love that, especially if we're at a time when the bloodline is imploding a little. Because mm-hmm. I think there'd be lots of like, you know, they've been through an imploding stable before yeah. together. So it would be kind of an interesting way to look at that. Yeah, I'm just ready. I guess I'm just ready for the dismantling of a bunch of stables. Yes, like I want to see heartache. Show me heartache. Destabilizing, if you will. Destabilizing. <laughs> did you also pick Seth Rollins? I didn't. And Ooh, I feel you picked like A-Town Clown? <laughs> I did pick A-Town Clown. And it's like, it's such a troll theory. Okay. But I, I feel like... This I, I'm going to have a hard time explaining this. So I feel like as much as we're talking up the prestige of this title, we're going to push Seth into bigger and better things because he's always like the main event guy, right? Yes. And then Bobby Lashley has recently held this title and Bobby Lashley is in a rage spiral and I just don't see him <laughs> getting it back right away. Yeah. But like a couple weeks ago, 
everyone said that it was stupid for Austin Theory to lose the the briefcase, right? Yep. And it feels like such an I told you so to be mm-hmm. like, oh, is it stupid? Now he's the U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, the whole thing is stupid and I hate this life. But, you know, so I, I feel like I feel like it's the outcome that I hate and fear, but that I have started <laughs> like I've talked myself into expecting. I think that makes sense, though. You've explained it really well, and it seems 100% feasible. And when he takes the belt, he'll say, now everyone will take me serious. Mm -hmm. It's time for everybody to start taking me serious. Yeah. But I think you make a really good point about Seth Rollins being like a main event guy, right? Like, how long is he going to sit with the U.S. championship? They're either going to make the U.S. championship a much bigger deal or they're going to move him onto greener pastures. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And I I think we've been doing a great job making it a big deal, right? Like Mm -hmm. we really have been, but I think, I think that's where I see it all falling out. I don't, I don't see that big deal sticking. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be a big deal forever. No, that's how I feel too. Was there anything else that you want to, because I mean, we're, we've, I think, run out of pay-per-view card unless I'm missing something. No, I don't think there's anything else for the pay-per-view. I did have a question occur to me, though. Okay. Is there currently a Miss Money in the Bank? They do have a Women's Money in the Bank, but I do not believe there is a current briefcase holder, no. Okay, I didn't think so, because I don't ever remember seeing it, so... I know there was once upon a time. I'm just saying recently I don't remember anyone carting no. around the giant briefcase. Okay. There was a mention during the Oscar Rhea match, I think, when um I don't know if it was Corey. I think it was Corey was talking about how was it Corey? Anyway, it was talking about how it seems like Alexa Bliss is not really in it. Yeah, when she was with it. When she was promoing, she definitely sounded like she had gotten a little high before coming out. So, like, what do you think's happening there? Well, you know, Alexa Bliss did used to have a very important role in the Bray Wyatt show. So, yeah. So, is a chance she might be going back to that? Calling all his kitties home. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I had forgotten about that. Okay. That's my Thank best you. guess. That's a good guess. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I don't have anything else. I think I'm really looking forward to Survivor Series. I was thinking tonight I was finishing up Raw tonight before we met and I was thinking very happily how much I enjoy watching wrestling again and that makes me really happy. Same. It has been great. I was so excited about Extreme Rules. We found some excitement for Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. really exceeded our expectations in a lot of ways. Yes. And now I am just super, super psyched for this Saturday. Cannot wait. I am too. I haven't seen a Survivor Series in a really long time, so this is big. This is a big moment for us. Well, I think on that note, we can say uh, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Wrestling is for Girls. We will be back next week to talk about Survivor Series War Games and all of the incredible fallout that that is going to bring. But in the meantime, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can check out our older episodes at wrestlingisforgirls.com. 
Give us a follow on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod and have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate or a great long weekend if you don't.